So yeah, we'll get in the RV. We'll start making our way over. I'll use the pager to send Willard a, a message. It's like avocado. And he knows that it means <laughs> we've got what we need. We're on our way to you. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the Winnebago drives and like, it does kind of like a, almost like a star wipe type thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> transition to nice. walking through the steam tunnels. Um, oh, like the, the, uh, the exhaust like that's what yeah and then the exhaust, little blue tunnel. exhaust yeah and then it and then it thins and it you're now in the steam tunnels beautiful there's steam tunnels dude uh he's walking you around taking you to various gauges showing you and like the pressure's like fluctuating here and there the lights will kind of dim a little bit and then come back up and i want you to read a bad situation <laughs> all right so that is sharp that is sharp. That is sharp. It's plus zero for me. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, that's a 10 total. 10 total. You get to hold three and then ask, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? Probably what's the, what's the biggest threat in the steam tunnels? <laughs> what's the biggest threat, you say? I think it's Willard. Mm. Mm. it's a close call between willard and you see you see five five figures moving through the mist they're they're pretty small maybe sub knee height is there a pre-k uh thing here you know the those don't look like any normal size uh college students if i'm looking at them correctly what you see coming out of the shadows, I'm going to share. You see those, but wreathed in mist and steam. Oh, I see. <laughs> Five of them. And they're moving close. Cl- they're moving in on you. Their, uh, their, and their eyes just illuminate out of, the, out of the mist. Willard and Chad. How do you respond? A couple of them are like climbing on pipes on the walls, wreathed in steam. Mm-hmm. Is the custodian uh, with us or is it just the two of us? Uh, he's with you and he's freaking out. I think what you actually do is you're like, is the custodian with us in your head? And you hear the clank of keys just hitting the ground and you hear as he's running away. Boss, maybe we should try talking to these folks. Uh, otherwise I might uh, go south well you know what they say about going south what could go wrong and uh, I pull out my big plunger and I charge forward into immediate danger <laughs> you charge forward into immediate danger yes <laughs> what, could, what like, could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong indeed you get two hold if I remember correctly that you can spend yep. the various effects I love that move um <laughs> So you're charging forward. What are you doing as you charge forward? <laughs> are oh, you trying I, to attack them? Are you trying to distract or disorient them? Mm-hmm. I want to say, I kind of want to get a reaction. Like if these, they're moving towards us, so they obviously know that we're here. So if they're going to fight, Chad can throw down. You know, this plunger isn't big for no reason at all. Um, but if they're going to run away, then I'm not going to chase, you know, five uh, figures that I've never seen before down a, a steam steam tunnel. As you run forward, uh, they do not flee. 
Mm-hmm. A couple of them pause, and they appear to have a gun of some sort, <laughs> and it's tracking your movement. What do you do with that information, bud? I definitely want to pull special goo out of my... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to think I could throw it on their targeting system, but yeah, I def- if I'm holding, I definitely need to inflict harm. I think I need to do something, whether that's... Okay. If your intention is to inflict harm, then roll to kick some ass. Kick some um, ass. Yeah, and the, the gun is tracking you, and you see one of them reach behind themselves, make a deposit in their hand, and then shove it in the barrel. That's brilliant! <laughs> He makes a mental note for later. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is five plus four is nine. And then my hold is inflict plus one harm. Does that put it up to a 10 or is that just additional harm? So you rolled a nine on kick some ass, correct? Nine on kick some ass. And you're kind of, you, you kind of are acting on your uh, read a bad situation, which gives you plus one ongoing. If you did okay. not factor that in, that would bump it up to a 10. Okay. If you get a 10 plus on kick some ass, there is an extra effect that you can get. And there is a small list that you can choose from. Uh, There is inflict terrible harm, plus one harm, suffer less harm, minus one harm to the damage that you would take. You can force them where you want them, or you can gain the advantage. You either take one plus one forward for yourself or give plus one forward to another hunter. And that is in addition to trading established harms with the intended target. So, what is the extra effect that you want to choose? Let's uh, let's just inflict extra harm. Inflict extra harm. Okay. So, you charge forward, plunger at the ready. Mm-hmm. The monkey, one of the monkeys has made their deposit and then jammed that into the barrel. The barrel lights up. It's arcing with electricity and it <laughs> uh, it fires. You get creamed right in the face i'm gonna say two harm (laughs) Ah. two harm uh but you do how much does your plunger do uh i want to say it is probably considered the two like i'm thinking it's like in that realm of golf club baseball bat bring it back so two harm Um, so two harm you chose to inflict terrible harm so three harm so you actually come in and you swing and you just crack 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 as you actually uh managed to hit a couple of the monkeys that were jumping at you while the one shot you and you just take out three of these five monkeys and they're just screaming in pain and the remaining two are shrieking in uh anger at you willard what would you like to do having seen your friend just get shot in the face from a a like an electromagnetic poo gun. <laughs> well, I don't think Willard has his hunting rifle or his shotgun, but I do think he'd have his enchanted dagger on him, hidden away that he's never uh, leaves home without. So, seeing this go down, I draw that, uh, do a battle cry, probably a, a, a rebel yell, and I plunge into the uh, the other two monkeys that seem to be kind of standing firm and uh, going and uh, swipe at them with it. Sure. Kick some ass. Oof, I got a three plus two for tough. That is a uh, five altogether. That is a five. So what happens is instead of trading established harm, you just get hurt. 
Uh, and what happens is one of the very angry monkeys jumps on your face and just starts <laughs> chewing on your face. Oh, no. Takes too harm, and you have a monkey on your face. A robot <laughs> monkey, or cybernetic monkey, maybe, on your face. Chad, you see a monkey on your friend's face, and there is another monkey that is currently stuffing a deposit in the barrel of their gun, and they're mm-hmm. a- glaring at you angrily. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see... So I think one of my other moves is the power of heart. So when fighting a monster, I can help somebody. I don't roll cool. I just automatically help as though I roll a 10. So I think I want to do that to help Willard get the monkey off of his face. Okay. So what you can do with that is you do help in response to another person's die roll. Mm -hmm. And help out only really gets triggered if they're within one degree like one point of either mixed success or full success mm. because helping out only adds plus one to their role gotcha. so if you just kind of want to stand by ready to help them willard what would you like to do now that you have a monkey on your face i think i'm doing this at the monkey that's on my face uh probably stabbing into his uh torso and rapid strikes Sure, sure, sure. I, I that's since you're intending to do harm, uh, it would be kick some ass. I'm, can you can you show me what that looks like again? Though I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> it seems to have gone south pretty quick. <laughs> your your yeah. accent, notwithstanding. We have goo guns going off of him in here. I don't think we've gone I mean, past PG. <laughs> I let you choose based on the names of two pre-established mysteries, and you involve you picked one involving monkeys. <laughs> All right, I rolled a seven plus two for Tusk, seven, eight, nine, and I've taken uh, what harm? So what does not kill me? I guess makes me stronger. So uh, seven, eight, nine. So that's a ten altogether. Okay, so kick some ass on a ten plus. You get to choose an extra effect in addition to a trading established harm what would you um, like to pick <laughs> i would like to inflict terrible harm so that's a what, plus one harm and the enchanted dagger does two so three harm okay so you're stabbing at that monkey and cr- trying to yank it on your face and you manage to like you manage to stab it and you feel it kind of go limp and you throw it off of you right into the other monkey that was about to shoot chad and there's a weird discharge of electricity and they both are dead but the the act of like ripping the monkey off your face, like it's it had its teeth sunk in and it kind of tore a little bit. So you do take an additional two harm, uh, which do you have armor? I do have armor, um, which I have. I guess it's plus one or one armor is what it is. One armor. So every in, every time you would take damage, reduce it by one point. So okay. I think I've done two to you, which you two total to you because I did two yep. and then two. Once you get to four harm, you become what's called unstable. And I can just start making your injuries worse as I feel is narratively appropriate. Super. Uh, Super. (laughs) uh, But you have killed five monkeys and you're just kind of standing over these bodies. And I think we're going to cut back to our good friends, (laughs) Barry and Everson. (laughs) I just want to state that normally lasers go pew pew. Those went poo poo. -poo. (laughs) Yes. There you go. Uh, Willard perfect. did plunge into battle, so I was pretty pretty happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we uh, we did not get a, a response back uh, from our page, so I'm starting to get worried. Uh, so we're going to re you know retract their steps. We we knew what their plan was. Um, 
I would imagine it would have been pretty easy to find out where the plumber, the plumber's assistant, and then the assistant to the plumbing assistant made their way to the admin building. So that's where we will go first. Sure. Yeah, I think you could start the lab, start, start working your way through just the the labyrinth of bureaucracy is I think what it happens. And I, I think it takes you a little while and they were down. Like I'm, I'm, I made it seem like it was real quick, but they were down in the tunnels for a little bit, you know, right. Uh, Not forever, but for a little bit. And then you had to drive over and you get there and you start working your way through the bureaucracy. And I think at some point you see, you don't, you obviously don't recognize them, but we, the players recognize them as the, the person that was sort of in charge of the custodial department, just running hell bent for leather. Like you see them just shoot out of some side corridor and they're running out of the building and away from everything. Dude, dude I think we need to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so when they came. run that way, we run that way. Exactly, man. It's clearly a sign. There's probably big feet down here. Sure. And as you go that way you end up in the steam tunnels and they're a little bit of a labyrinth the other two had a guide i want you to act under pressure to navigate the lab the, the labyrinth of the steam tunnels successfully P- pick one of you to make the role you don't have to make it separately and then if the if the person who makes the role gets real close the other person can help out you want to roll jack or do you want to help i'll roll all right oh yeah uh 12 Sure. You, I think we should, you're like, you're right. I've got, I've got a sense, man. I know which way to go, where to find Willard and Chad. It's going to be obvious. Just follow me, man. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Barry is right. (laughs) Barry comes across your two friends, your two fellow monster hunters standing over the bodies of five monkeys with mechanical bits grafted on as soon as everson sees this he takes a step back he's like no those maniacs really did it no and i'm just going to turn and start walking away and and i've shared the the image reference with you folks but could one of you kindly describe these monkeys to the people that are watching and or listening in the future so yeah. so ever so Barry and Everson come upon this scene and we see it looks like Chad and and Willard have been kind of rolling around in the muck down here for some reason but what we see is these uh simian shaped creatures like they all have like monkey heads but one of them has this mechanical arm uh, two or three of them have mechanical legs. There's, there's one, one of them has some kind of backpack power pack contraption on it. Um, but they've all been knocked out. And so they must not have been very strong. They're, they're actually like a, a range of sizes. There's some smaller ish ones and some good size, three or four foot body size, but it, it's kind of a mess down here and we get in and I don't know what's happening with Everett er, Everson, but like, man, what? Ah, oh, the steam and, oh, man, what smell? Did you find the plug or the clog down here, man? Or did these things attack you first? What's going on? Barry, you could say that the plug found us, so to speak. Dude, uh, man, that stuff smells. Yeah, and it, uh, man, I'm taking notes. This contraption is awesome. He took the poo <laughs> right out of the source, put it in the gun, 
and electrified it and it shot me right in the face. I've never felt so alive in my <laughs> life. <laughs> now, granted, I'm really hurt. It actually did hurt, but I'm having a mind-blowing experience right now. I've never seen anything like it. Are there any more of these things around, or is this it? Yeah, as, at that moment, Everson comes back in. Somehow I've navigated in and out so quickly. I have a shotgun, and I rack it. Oh, there's more. <laughs> what do you mean? So I'm sure you all are aware that in uh, June 28th of 1969, the U.S. launched Bonnie McKay Monkey into outer space as part of our Sputnik program. That's just the cover story. In fact, that was the first attempt at a robo-monkey, and that damn thing was about to take over the entire U.S. Senate. And we swore that we would never approach that technology again. But a couple of Russian scientists defected in the, in the early 70s, and I've heard tell that the Russians were secretly working on this since, but I can't believe they actually did it. Those damn fools. Those damn dirty fools. So, so we're not listening. <laughs> so like, we're not hunting werewolves this time. Is it is damn dirty apes? Worse, worse than werewolves. Williard is uh, from the combat. Is is just looks livid. He's probably like kicking the the, the down things uh, several times, um, getting blood all over his uh, boots and everything. Uh, just is trying to any, like um, get, get get control of himself. Is, is there any mechanic to uh, to heal these guys, or is it uh... there are basically you can rest overnight, take them to a medical professional. Healing is not quick unless your playbook has a move specifically for dealing with healing. Uh, There's DIY surgery, I think is on the wronged playbooks list. There is the lay on hands from the divine playbook. And I think there's one on the professionals playbook, which if you guys fail enough and you level up, you could take a move from another playbook. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Or your own, in the case of the wrong. Uh, okay. So, uh, dude, dudes, are you guys, are you guys all right, man? Do you do do we need to take you to a, a extra uh, urgent care or anything? No, oh, man. I'll just wrap this up. I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get the blood. Clean that out so it doesn't infect you or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel bad because I forgot to mention this because I didn't even think of it. Every character has what's called luck. Traditionally, in a game where you're not doing like a real quick one shot. You have seven luck. It is a finite resource with the exception of the mundane. You can only ever recover one point of luck. The mundane can recover, I think, four points of luck because they're a normal person. For one shots, they recommend giving your players between one and three. I will give you each two luck. What you can do with luck is if you would take damage, you can completely negate all damage with the point of luck spent, or you can turn a failed dice roll into a 12. Wow. All right. When you have spent all of your luck, you are now what's considered doomed. And I can just make hard moves on you as I see fit. Sweet. Sounds sexy. Well, you know, we had to get used to the mechanics first and then you introduce yeah, the idea exactly. of luck. Well, Everson, are we on a, a timeline? Are these crazy Russian space monkeys going to take over the world in a couple hours? Or, Well, the sooner the better, my friend. If If you can track them back... We should just take them out now, and I will re-rack my shotgun, even though I already wrecked it once before, but still, cinematically, it's just... What are points down at the uh, the keys on the ground at the custodian? Uh, do we need those for anything, or what are we doing? And what are we doing with these uh, these dead ones? Well, I definitely want that thing, and I point at one of the guns. Like, might not be able to figure out how to use it, 
But goddamn, I'm not leaving this place without one of those things. If I have to carry a dead monkey with me, I'll carry a dead monkey with me. Uh, yes. Last words, I'll re-rack my shotgun again. <laughs> <laughs> you can carry the dead monkey with you. That's fine. Um, would any of you like to roll? I, I don't. You haven't described yourself doing such. But would any of you be looking at your surroundings, trying to figure out where these monkeys came from? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's I, mean, exactly I think we all I'm are. Thinking. I'm trying to. I, I clearly, I'm trying to sense to see if I can uh, intuit where these things are going. Emerson, Everson's probably doing similar. I don't know. Um, Everson, I'm going to give you a choice. Would you like to investigate a mystery? There's a couple questions there that would be applicable. Or would you like to trust your gut? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. In this case. I want to trust my gut. Roll plus weird. That is a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh. I think this is a good time for us to use that luck mechanic. So I'm going to make that a 12. Nice. Okay. I am supposed to tell you where you should go, wherever that is. It will be important. And you get plus one ongoing on the way to this place. Okay. So. You need to go deeper into the steam tunnels is what you need to do. Oh, yeah. These monkeys, they're going to set up their base deep in these tunnels. And you need to act under pressure to safely navigate these steam tunnels and not get tossed and turned all around as you do so. But you have this plus one from Trust Your Gut to help with that. All right. So I'm acting under pressure this time? Yes. That is an eight- with that plus one ongoing. That is an eight. Okay. Sorry. I, I start to get worried that this was too easy. We may have been led into a trap. Okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to give you a worse outcome. Everson, you get where you're going. Pick one of your fellow hunters to come with you. The other two get lost in the steam tunnels. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, knowing that I'm about to face down with the, the worst version of robot monkeys the the russians could devise i think i want willard with me i want to use that anger <laughs> sure so barry and chad you get you you look away for a second you see something that you think might be important and then as you turn back everson who was on the hunt willard following close behind they're just gone yeah um, well you know it's all the steam yeah, yeah the, the steam periodically get released and they didn't stop you right. stopped for a second. We went left. They went right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh, and Everson before, I think we're going to jump to Barry and Chad, but before we do, you come out, uh, you get, you make your way deep into these steam tunnels, you know, all these twists and turns and you find a very old, slightly rusty steel door. And I'm presuming you would probably open it. You open it, it creaks slightly. And surprisingly, on the other side of it is a well-lit room. Uh, it looks like some sort of haphazard com- lab slash production facility. And you see the walls are lined in cages. And there's, there's a, a number of tables with robotic limbs performing something. And you just, you see apes strapped to these tables and buzzsaws going as they're delimbing these apes and mechanical bits are getting jabbed on wow. and we kind of zoom in on everson's eyes as they go a little bit wide i imagine or maybe squint i feel yeah. i picture sam elliott squinting That's- and then we're going to cut to just barry and chad and they're just surrounded by steve and they're like where did they go 
did, weren't they right in front of us, man? I, I could have sworn they were there. And then there's a big cloud and then they were gone. What's going on? Yeah, you know, the pressures from the pipe is really throwing the steam through a loop. You know, I think they might have went that. No, wait, they went that. No, they went that way. No, they definitely went this way. And Chad's going the absolutely wrong way. He's starting to yep. walk that way after the steam. And, and I'm totally in tune with you this time. I'm, I'm following right along with you. This is this is good. This is the way. Clearly. And w- this will be just a little short scene, like you guys saying that. And then you just walk off into the mist as you're trying to navigate. And, you know, the mist goes white. And then all of a sudden the screen in front of us is white. And we zoom back out, out of Sam Elliott's mustache. And And how do you respond to the site before you? And I think there is one larger table on the far wall. It's mostly obscured by some curtains and you see bigger robotic limbs kind of moving and doing something and that not far from it there is a absolutely massive heavily reinforced cage not too far from those and you see a large form in there you can't quite make out what it is from where you're standing but it looks ominous all right so specifically i'm looking i want to take everything in i want to i just want to try to you know quick glance around my years and years of training have this is all you know accumulated at this moment i'm looking for exits in out specifically i'm looking for power i want is there a fuse box is there a main power line is there something that i can shoot and just shut down this entire facility okay um i honestly think the way you've described that that is perfectly a read a bad situation because that has what's my best way in what's my best way out what is vulnerable to me perfect you know am i still with that plus one ongoing for this or no because we're kind of here now you're you're here now i that's i don't think that would apply anymore all right so that gives me Actually, I'm 11. I have plus two in chart. So. Oh, geez. So you get to ask all three of those questions. Your best way in. I mean, it's a pretty wide open room. Like yeah. looking at looking around, you feel like you should maybe stay like don't get too close to those tables where there's limbs that are like cutting bits off of apes and grafting on robotic bits. Uh, your best way out, just out the door you came in. <laughs> And what's most vulnerable to you? I think there's a couple big electrical like trunks just feeding into the room that look like he's it looks like he's stealing power. Yep. I want to shoot that. Sure. And that would be I think act under pressure. Because okay. you're not engaging with a foe. If you fail at a roll when you're shooting that, all of a sudden it doesn't come alive and attack you. Uh, this is just going to determine whether or not you successfully managed to take out the power lines. All right, so I'm going to kind of push Willard back a little bit. Watch out. Things could go hairy. And then I'm going to shoot that power box. Uh, with a 10 plus 1, 11. You do what you set out to do. You blast, you blast that power cable the room goes dark and then all of a sudden you hear that electric whine that they use in all of those movies when 
like camera like night vision goggles are going live <sighs> and you just see dozens upon dozens of red circular lenses staring at you and you hear the click of locks disengaging as they're no longer fed power <laughs> great and that's all you can see and hear because the room is pitch black and you're underground <laughs> what would you and willard like to do you also do see one set of eyes significantly bigger than the rest near where that large cage i described is like significantly larger like the other eyes like maybe the size of like a dime or a nickel these eyes are like silver dollars just glaring at you from the darkness all right so willard i got us into this mess it's your job to get us out of it (laughs) it's called teamwork buddy so back it up a little bit um when everson was doing all that uh willard would have been looking around for the an alternate weapon than his uh, enchanted dagger because uh, he didn't come fully equipped into this with his rifle or uh, shotgun. Is, was there anything before the, the power went out and the lights went down that is nearby that I could grab that might be uh, more advantageous to use here? Okay. So while Everson was scoping the place out, taking it all in before they made that chance at a shot, if you want to get some sort of weapon, I did say stay away from the tables, but the tables are a potential source of weaponry as they're grabbing, as they're affixing them to these various primates. If you would like to try and get some form of weaponry from one of those tables, that's going to be another act under pressure because there will be consequences for failure. That's a cool role. Um, I would definitely like to get something good that I definitely see on one of these tables. I'd like to spend a luck and just take a 12 on that. Sure. Okay, so so realistically, shouldn't you roll because you could get a twelve anyway, and then use the yeah. Luck you might not have to spend it. the luck. You could just okay. make the roll, and then you might not need to spend anything. Uh, I rolled an eleven naturally, and uh, okay. this is there you go. Which which uh, move is this? Act under pressure. It would be so plus cool. cool. So it's cool. All right, so that would have been a twelve. I would have rolled with See, my plus one cool. So you didn't even need to spend the luck. All you right, still yeah. got it. So you sneak in there. You, you, you move forward real quick. You dart in and you manage to grab a rail gun with attached power pack. <laughs> That's, right. and, and I say rail gun, but ra- the rail gun is what was, pro- what was, it was, it's basically an electromagnetic, not musket. Um, is it Arbacus? that you could just shove random crap into like they used it for like pirates used them they just like break up like dishes and shove it in and then fire it and you'd just be shooting chunks of crap at people it's basically the electromagnetic literal or figurative that. yeah literal or figurative that's that's basically what these monkeys have attached to them it's not like you know like tungsten cores being hyper accelerated it's whatever you jam in the barrel you can fire back out and the battery the battery pack attached to it it's good for you know probably a couple dozen shots before it needs to be recharged well ever since i i got this uh, thing off one of those tables i think i'm locked and loaded but uh we're a little outnumbered i mean i'd like to fight but uh we might want to do a uh fighting retreat shall we say well, we got a tunnels. natural choke point right here with this doorway. So I say we get on the other side of it and line up and be ready to go. And we're saying this, like, we still have the glow of our pagers. Like, that's the green. <laughs> it's almost like night vision, but it's just the green glow of our pagers providing our illumination. 
And I like to think that maybe Barry and Chad might have heard my shotgun because it is loud. It's one of its attributes to help get them down here. Well, you know, fair, and, uh, something fair. happened to the power. Yep. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. Well, the power probably wouldn't be affected in the rest of the tunnels, I don't imagine. If you just cut that connection from the rest of the tunnels to that room, the, I think the room's just dark. So you guys would also be kind of backlit if you left the door open a little bit. That makes it easier for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely standing in front of a Everson. Uh, yeah. I'm going to unload on these things as they come close. Sure. 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 Just trying to figure out. You did hear a shotgun. Yeah. I mean, if you, it's going to be crazy because there's weird echoes, but if you, if Chad or Barry would like to, I can't remember if you read one a bad of you situation has, or something like that. Well, it'd be more, I, I think it would be it, to navigate the tunnels, the way that the, the, the mystery is written, it's act under pressure. Okay. Uh, I think that you would possibly, I don't think I'm going to give you any sort of bonus to it because again, weird echoes. So you do know that Everson is shooting something or has shot something Yep. and you maybe can use that sound to try and figure out where, which direction to head, but I don't think I'm going to give you any sort of bonus for that. If one of you wants to act under pressure, that's fine. If one of you has trust your gut is another option. I know two people have trust your gut. It's the two of us together. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> I can roll. I gotta go okay. save. I gotta go save my hero. I gotta go figure out where he is. That's his shotgun. I know it. That's right. I know specifically uh, the sound of that shotgun. It's <laughs> that specific shotgun. It's ever since. I know it. Okay, that's not great. Um four plus two is six. Barry roll to help out because yep. you could save this do i add anything to that help out is cool seven <laughs> so you you do help out so you guys do get there but you expose yourself to trouble or danger i think you guys get there and it's a mixed success on both accounts and i think what happens is I think Barry, I think you get in front of every, you, you show up and you either stumble or trip and you kind of fall in front of Willard. And maybe I'm picturing it was like you come in and then there's like steps descending down into this theater where all this stuff where is. Dark. You kind of tumble down in, down the steps and into the darkness and you're just seeing dozens of these red eyes staring at you. And then there's these larger eyes looking at you. And all of a sudden there's something about the size of a um not a dinner plate uh like a cereal bowl circumference grapefruit sized and it starts glowing red and it's pointed right at you dude what's going on down here what's all what's with all the red lights i can't barely see anything um hear a growl (laughs) them would be weapons uh watch out boy weapons hot yeah can i read a bad situation it's too obvious (laughs) I don't Too think obvious. it's necessary. Like the 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 best way out is very obvious. It's the way, the door you came in, right? Uh, you know, and you just see all of these eyes, and there there the, there's a big deep growl coming from the direction of the larger eyes, and that now glowing like softball sized light. And then there's all of a sudden you start hearing like almost chittering, and then you just start hearing like the screams of some like some uh like smaller like chimpanzees and like capuchin monkeys and yep. the eyes start to move so I, in that moment what is everyone doing so i i've got a holdout pistol that i keep hidden that i'm gonna i'm gonna pull and aim at something red that's not one of my part that i think is not one of my partners 
I want to shoot at the big glowing thing, the source of that, because that seems like our biggest threat right now. Sure. Okay. Barry, a quick question. You said you shoot with the holdout pistol. Is your goal to actually hurt the thing, or are you trying to use that as a means to sort of distract them so that you can get away? Well, you said one was fairly close to me. The the smaller eyes have started moving. Yeah. And so like I, I sort wanna, of freeze frame in that moment. Like what? Yeah. Do you yeah. Do? So I wanted I want to shoot to get it away from me i don't know if i'm then going to book it or if uh if i'm going to further engage yeah so and the reason i ask is because the difference in attention uh Ah. in uh, intention determines what i'm going to have you roll if your intention was to harm it would be kick some ass but it sounds more like you're just trying to distract so that you can get away that would be act under pressure okay does that make sense i understood yeah Yeah. and i'm definitely under pressure yeah and i'm not trying to no no i i got I'm i'm trying to use this as a teaching moment for anyone that might be listening. Cause this is yep. one shots for new systems. Um, All right. Yes. That would be a nine total. So you do the thing, but there's a price to pay a worse outcome or a hard choice. And I think obviously you're getting away cause you did get a mixed success, but I, th- I keep doing this to you. I think the price to pay is, the gun flies up, the gun gets knocked out of your hand or you drop it as you scramble up those Ooh. stairs to get away. Yeah. So not only are you machete-less, but you're holdout pistol-less. Yeah, my last item is not terribly useful in this situation. I've got a uh, garage. Nice. <laughs> that, that might be very handy in my situation. <laughs> well, if, if we get up and close and personal, then uh, I'll be able to use that. So yeah, so Barry does, like you fire, pop, pop, and you're you scramble and in the scramble, you drop your gun. Willard, you're shooting towards the larger target still deep in the darkness. And I am sure your intention is to hurt. So kick some ass. All right. Let's see. Six. Uh, that's an eight. So you guys, you, you, you trade established harms. Initially it was aimed at your friend, Barry, Barry, who just scrambled out of the darkness at you. But, the moment you fired that stolen weaponry at the creature, it pivoted to you and a beam of coherent light lances into you as you are struck by a laser <laughs> to harm. Could I use a luck at this point and avoid that? You could, if you would like to, but the other thing I need to ask you is what did you shove down the barrel to shoot at it? That's a good question. Um, I ripped some clothing off off of me and shoved it in there. It seems to work with anything, right? It does, but depending on what you shove down the barrel is going to determine how much harm it does. It does one to three. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm learning how to use this, okay? All right, so I use a point of luck? Sure, you use a point of luck to negate that damage, and you just shoved some like random like fabric or something down the barrel, and it the thing lights up and there's little arcs of electricity and it does that electronic hum and it discharges and it bucks in your hands slightly and it zooms off into the darkness and you hear just like a a faint slightly irritated grunt but it's not like i'm you know it's not like it's not a lot of pain or anything well that was disappointing (laughs) heavy and sharp look for things that are heavy and sharp give me your glasses Uh, Everson and Chad, what would you like to do? 
I look at Chad. This is still in that moment. You know, you see yeah. Barry climbing desperately, clawing out of the darkness at you, and Willard's just discharging that into that that stolen gun into the darkness. I'm gonna look over at Chad and put my hand on his shoulder. Son, your entire life has come down to this. Because what we need now is a plumber. These monkeys are full of unregulated electronics. If we can flood this room, we'll kill them all. All right. That's what I've been here to do. Been here to fix things. Now I'm here to break shit. Let's do it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's dark, obviously, but with given how the steam pipes outside have been kind of going, is did the steam pipes come in from the outside where there is light so I can kind of get a gist of if the pipes have gone into this room? and potentially maybe pull out uh, my dead monkey friend and shoot one of those pipes? I think, I mean, this is a very narrative-heavy system. We can say that this is so. You don't need to make any rules for them to, for for the pipes to be run that direction. But what I will say is act under pressure to make the thing happen that you want to happen. Like to successfully start flooding that room. Mm -hmm. Um, What So what you're probably doing is... And I'm going to give you a penalty to this because you're kind of shooting into darkness. I think what you're seeing is you're you're following, you're looking out in the hallway that you just walked and you see the pipes shoot into that room and you're trying to guesstimate approximately where they are in that pitch black room mm-hmm. and see if you can shatter them and start flooding that room. All right. Here goes nothing. Get a, and and I think I'm going to give pressure. you my act under pressure, but at a minus one. <laughs> Okay, so it's a zero. Straight roll. Might need to use a luck for this, but we'll find out. Eight. So mixed success. So that's a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I think the worst outcome, if you want, if we went with that, would be you do you do wing it, but it's not like a torrent of water. It's like something that would flood the basement overnight, not something that will flood the room very rapidly. I think the hard choice could be you can do it, but maybe you actually had to go into the darkness to do it. <laughs> I went into a uh, group of five monkeys with just a plunger. I think I can go into the darkness. I think I can carry that. <laughs> okay, so I think Chad, you you you're like, got it, and you just step forward and you throw yourself off the top of that landing through the air, and you're like, it's right there, and you you know shoot at the pipe, and you land probably slamming into one of those tables and you're now surrounded by all these monkeys and your friends are at the they're backlit dramatically they're just these silhouettes standing there in front of the door and i think so much of this game is so much of this game is designed to be reactive but this is one of the moments where i don't have any hard moves but i'm going to be very active what's going to happen is monkeys are going to start going to pile on you Mm -hmm. And they start chewing on you. And I think in the process, it's going to be too harm as they're just gnawing on you. Ouch. What are people going to do? Yep. I yell out, Everson, I did you proud. And I start getting mauled by monkeys. So I'm going to rush over in that direction because I know that, you know, Chad is a plumber, uh, which means he wears work boots, which means they're rubber soled and insulated. 
and I'm going to rip one of these wires out from this junction box I just shot, and I'm going to shove it into the inch or so of water that's at the feet of everyone right now. I'm going to try to electrocute these monkeys, nice. knowing that I probably will hurt myself too, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice. I'm going to uh, jump in there and try to pull these monkeys off of him. Yeah, and I think, I think Barry's going to clamber up off the ground where he fell and uh, and move over in Chad's uh, Chad's direction to see if he can help out. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best move for this because you are you would be doing harm, but sort of. I think what this is going to be actually again. This is the this is the thing with there being like seven basic moves. Is I think this is act under pressure because reasons I'm not telling you behind the scenes. All right. Let's see how well you pull off electrocuting the whole room and po- possibly not your friends. Uh, act under pressure. That is a ten with my plus one for cool. Awesome. So Everson lunges forward and grabs that cable that you shot severing the connection to the the room and uh chad you managed to get like on your feet enough so you're not laying in the water maybe onto one of the maybe onto a table or something and just you shove that that cable into the water and the whole it's gonna you know it's movies like i don't know exactly what it would look like in real life you probably wouldn't even be able to see anything but there's that be a loud pop there'd be a loud pop yeah yeah but it's a movie or a TV show equivalent so that you see like the electricity just like dancing across yeah. the water and you see like dozens of monkeys lighting monkeys up. Monkeys like x-ray. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. Oh and their, their, their eyes don't go out. You did not kill all the monkeys, but they have gone dim and they look like the way they're moving around. They look a little bit disoriented. You have a moment to do something Uh, and again this might i don't know if i'm underselling it like dozens and dozens (laughs) and dozens of cybernetic monkeys and in that moment when there was that flash of electricity the the thing with the laser it's a giant silverback gorilla with a laser cannon nice uh queen is it (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've done uh, my thing. So who who wants to follow my nonsense? Uh, I'm not sure Barry has any idea what. So you said, um, do we see this big monkey in the back? You you saw it for just a second as it was lit up by the 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 sci-fi movie electric electric special effects that were dancing as these monkeys were being electrocuted. <laughs> well, we are monster hunters after all, and that looks like a big monster. It so, does. And you have a garrot. <laughs> I've got a garrot. So <laughs> I guess I have to try to somehow sneak around. These guys are making all sorts of noise. Everson has just jammed a electric cable into the ground and made a big spark. Uh, I don't know what Barry and Chad and uh, sorry Chad and Willard are doing. I'm just going to kind of go a little bonkers and try to use my. Uh, often overlooked i'm just kind of like oh man it's going crazy all this electronics all these monkeys oh what are we gonna do man and and try to like scooch off to the side and the the other monkeys you know the smaller monkeys are are kind of disabled and and not moving as fast i'm gonna try to move around and see if i can get past and near that silverback 
Sure. Roll plus weird. Yeah, that's uh, I'm going to use my luck. So I got a seven. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 12. All right. Uh, you're regarded as unthreatening and unimportant. So they're going to disregard you right now. Chad, I'm is not, there anything you want to do? The dude you want to shoot? Yeah, there, there, there are monkeys just falling off of you as they're kind of stunned momentarily. Yeah, I think if there's if there's any in my immediate area, I just want to kick some ass and just get pull the trusty plunger and keep on doing harm at them. Sure. So I, I'm not even going to make you roll. If they're stunned momentarily. You can just kick the crap out of like three or four monkeys because you guys were taking them out in big groups in that steam tunnel these are the small guys and i think the first one to shake it off is the is the gorilla and you hear a and then you hear some fists like pounding like steel on steel as it's pounding on its chest and you hear a voice from beyond the gorilla coco no retreat and as the monkeys slowly start to snap into fo- like snap like back to focus they look at you and you can see them because their eyes are glowing again but they uh they back away to that far wall and if you don't do anything to stop them they just start disappearing from view thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast we do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook or join our Discord where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.